This is episode number 649 with fitness and CrossFit icon, Brooke Entz. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Billie Jean King said, champions keep playing until they get it right. Have you ever felt in your life that you were an imposter, that you weren't supposed to be where you're at? Or have you ever felt overwhelmed and exhausted from the opinions of others, from other people telling you you're not good enough, that you look a certain way and you shouldn't look that way, that you're not talented enough, that you're not smart enough? And have they posted it online? Did they talk about it? In front of you, do they talk about you behind your face and you hear about it from other people? Has this ever affected you from achieving what you want? Today, we've got Brooke Entz on. She's an elite CrossFit athlete, entrepreneur, social media fitness icon. In 2015, she placed first in the California region, went on to place 14th at the 2015 CrossFit Games in her rookie year. And since then, she's built a following for her reputation as an elite competitor, and her passion for inspiring others to achieve their goals. She's no stranger to adversity, however. Brooke has returned to elite competition this year after undergoing spinal surgery through her neck last year in March of 2017. And her incredible journey of how she's overcome all these obstacles, all the mental barriers, all the conversations of doubt, to coming back and competing at an elite level is unbelievable. She's also went on to have appearances as an Amazon woman in the blockbuster movies Wonder Woman and Justice League, and she's done incredible things in business as well. And today we really dive in deep about how to overcome that story in your mind, those conversations that keep you back from doing what you want, how she's done that. You know, she's looked a certain way her entire life, and she's constantly been criticized for her body, for her physique, and been told that she shouldn't look a certain way that she always has been. She's overcome constant challenges and obstacles mentally, physically, emotionally to get to where she's at. And she breaks down the whole process of how she's done it and how you can do it as well. Before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to our fan of the week. This is Annalisa Brown, who said, The day I ran across this podcast, something completely changed in my mindset and inspired me to change the game in my daily life. The guests all bring light to difficult situations and life while teaching through their own struggles. The world needs more of this. Life is hard, and without realness, it can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Thankful, grateful, and blessed for this incredible podcast. Lewis House, thanks for creating this game changer. So, Annalisa Brown, thank you for leaving a review over on iTunes. You are the fan of the week. And if you guys haven't left a review yet, we've got over 3,000-plus five-star reviews. Just open up your podcast app right now. You can do it really quickly or head over to iTunes and leave a review on the School of Greatness for your chance to be shouted out as the fan of the week. 
I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, a big thank you to our sponsors. And I am excited about this episode. It's all about overcoming those mental barriers that hold you back. And a powerful story from the one and only Brooke Entz. Welcome, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We have the incredible Brooke Entz in the house. Good to see you. Fresh off the uh, regionals where you've got tattoos and tape on you still and <laughs> pulled hamstrings yeah. and shoulders. It's and- not because I don't shower. I shower. Yes. I just sometimes don't, like, scrub. <laughs> well, it looks like it's fused onto your skin <laughs> tattoo, yeah. but it's all good. Now, we met about, I don't know, three or four months ago, I think, through a, a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. JP and he said I got to connect with you and and really learn more about you as an individual and when we talked I learned you have an incredible story that you had you had surgery on your neck and you've got screws and a plate in your neck mm-hmm. and then you decided to start training right afterwards essentially a few months to come back to the CrossFit Games you were in the CrossFit Games in 2015 I think you placed top 15 there and then you got a neck injury had surgery and you've been training again which is crazy yeah and how did you get the surgery again, or how did you get the injury? I don't know how long I had it. My doctor said he thinks for sure I probably had like a, a bulge disc for a long time. There's no real way of knowing, but the more I started to court, sort of connect the dots of things that may have felt off or like the tweaks that I just always had, you know, like I feel like every athlete might have something that they just, that's what they work with or they need to warm up extra for that part of their body, you know, and that's just kind of how it is. I started to remember things. I'm like, huh, 
yeah, that could have been from this, you know. But I, in December of 2016, yeah, I had like a active recovery type day. It was just a gymnastics day. It was like super low, like lowish volume. I had already done a good amount of gymnastics, but all I was doing was some transition work from standing to headstand. So this could have been at home. It could have been at yoga. It could have been any time. And I remember that so you bend at the hip and basically lower yourself to almost like a downward dog type position, right? And then you come to headstand and pick your legs up really nice and controlled. And then you lower your, your feet and then you push, pushing back into a downward dog to come to standing. And I felt a pinch in my back and I thought I had just slipped a rib, which I've done many a times. Like, I mean, many of times in, in dance in, in high school, like if I were really tight and I held my breath during one move, it might slip a rib out. And so I thought that's what it was. Dislocate a rib. So your your ribs on the on like the back they kind of float. Yeah. There's like little areas where they kind of sit. So sometimes you can get that, and it will kind of move a little bit, mm-hmm. and you'll feel sort of a sharp. If you take a deep breath, you'll feel a sharp yeah. pinch or things like that. And usually, if you take two tennis balls, you can tape them together or in like put it in a sock and like tie a knot and just start at the top of your spine and just slowly lower it like. Um, lay on the ground and lower it down, you can get to a point where you'll feel that really tightness uh, and you just sort of relax into that position and it kind of can get things to like go back where they go. Crazy. I had a physio appointment, no, chiropractic appointment that day. And I told him, I was like, oh, I popped, I slipped a rib out and I was going to get adjusted. And so he was trying to adjust me and I adjust very easily. Like I can take a deep breath and things will kind of move or pop where they're supposed to go. And he, he was adjusting me, and I was like, no, it's still, like, it still was bothering me. And it was kind of one of those things where you're like, you gotta kind of feel like you have to move like this. Yeah. And so then the next day, I saw my physio um, to do a little bit of cupping and acupuncture. And I was like, my, I think I slipped a rib out yesterday, and I got, went to the chiropractor and couldn't get it back in. You know, so he's filling on me and trying to, like, manipulate more muscle tissue work right. to try and get things to relax. Damn. Didn't really go away. So everyday training kind of after that, this is right before I went home for Christmas. I'd get up in the morning, I'd be a little bit uncomfortable, and then I'd get on a foam roller at the gym, and I'd start with the foam roller across the top of my back, and I'd put my hands behind my head, and I'd sort of roll down my back, and my back would all pop, and then I would just finish by pulling my chin to my chest, and I would pop. And I was like, okay, that felt so much better. And I'd work out, and I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Went home. My mom picked me from the airport, totally fine. Went to her house, totally fine. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning, and I was supposed to train. I was going to train. We were going to film, so just, like, vlogging. And I was foam rolling by my parents' fireplace, and I started to, like, just lock up, like, across my back, across my neck. And um, I could not figure out what was going on. It was getting worse and worse, and it was so bad that, like, if I turned my head to left or right or up or down or, like, moved, I had sort of this, like, definitely a nerve pain, like that kind of sharp burning-type pain that was coming down from the top of my head, but mostly I was feeling it in my arm. It wasn't in my neck. It wasn't in my chest or anything. I'm not a doctor, so maybe if I were, I'd be like, oh, there's probably something going on. But I just, it was in my arm, and it was so bad I couldn't really move. My sister had just had back surgery and um, runs in the family, and she had, like, muscle relaxers. So she gave me one of those. I remember I was making breakfast, and I finally got to where I could sort of move. 
So I warmed up. <laughs> oh my gosh. To work out. <laughs> and uh, you have to remember too, it's like, I'm trying to train as much as possible because this was my comeback year. So 2017 yeah. was my comeback year. And I was strong and I was fit. And all of a sudden I couldn't really move very well. But worked out, didn't really feel super great. I thought, you know what? I must have slept wrong on, on the bed. I must have slept with a bad pillow or slept wrong. Okay. So I didn't sleep in the mattress that night. I slept on the floor in the living room, like more of a hard surface. And that was really bad because, again, I didn't know it was my neck. So I'm sleeping on the ground. or I've got like a pillow. So I'm like, you know, not super supported here. Right, right. And it was so painful. I'm a grown woman just bawling, like just sobbing. And I go into my parents' room. My dad gets out of his bed. I take another muscle relaxer. I get in where he was sleeping. Finally able to sleep. We called a chiropractor the next day because I, again, tried to do a little bit of some rowing the next day. And I remember looking in the mirror and my whole right side was sort of like hiked up. So something was spasming. Something was happening. And I went to the chiropractor and we never really thought this because I didn't do anything. Like I just woke up. And, And I didn't do anything weeks prior. Like I... Not, I didn't drop a bar on me. I didn't fall. I didn't do anything like that. And this just kind of went on for a long time. I got home. I was kind of laying off upper body type stuff. So I started to feel a little bit better. But every morning, at the time, my bed, my mattress was on the floor. Yeah. So I would roll out of bed to, like, all fours. And I couldn't move my head. So then I would, like, get to standing. And my husband would have to get out and pop my back. And now it makes sense, right? Creating space allowed some relief. So he'd pop my back and I would sort of move. And I remember like making breakfast like this. I'd like be (laughs) scrambling eggs, but I couldn't move my chin. So everything was like looking down or looking up. And I let this go on for a long time because I really just thought it was nerves, like impingement. And you kept training too. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting cupped. I have photos of like my entire back. Just, I'm like, I just need to create space, right? Oh There's just a per, a nerves impinged. It really was impinged <laughs> right, right here. I finally saw my rolfer. So a rolfer, are you familiar with? Yeah, I've done rolfing. They're amazing. Yeah, and the guy I work with in Santa Cruz, Brian Johnson, is incredible. And I went and saw him, and I hadn't seen him in like a year and a half. So he starts talking to me, and I'm like just telling him everything I've already told you. I'm pretty sure I slipped a rib, yada, yada, yada. And he immediately was like, okay, stop. And I laid down. He starts feeling down my spine, and he feels, like, right kind of on the backside of where it's at. And he said, the way the tissue felt was as if I may have pulled a muscle. Nothing hurt me, but he was able to get some, like, fascia and some some tissue to sort of move. And that night was the first time I slept in, like, a month and a half. Like, I remember I woke up, and I couldn't believe how much better I had felt. So, to me... I'm thinking, I, at the time, right before that, I had scheduled an MRI. I was seeing my chiropractor four days a week. Oh, my gosh. And I should have seen him every day. Like, that's what I wanted was every day. Finally, I scheduled an MRI, but then I saw Brian, and I felt better. So and I'm thinking, I got work done, and I felt better. That's a good sign. You know, it's like, well, if it is a pulled muscle, well, it just needs time to heal, and I need to lay off it. Mm-hmm. You know? So... <laughs> Canceled my MRI, kept training. 
And now in my head, I'm thinking, well, it's uncomfortable or it's inflamed, you know, because, but, but I'm okay. I'm not doing anything worse to myself. The day that they announced the first workout, I was still in just really bad shape. At this point, I couldn't hold myself on a rope. I couldn't hold my body weight on the pull-up bar. I couldn't spray a hairspray bottle. <laughs> I couldn't use my thumb to text. I couldn't do a lot of basic things. And to me, like, when I would I'd go running, and after I would run, like, my hand would sort of like, cramp up, and I would just shake it off, shake it off, stretch it out, like, no big deal. Day they announced it, I had an appointment with Brian. I went in to see Brian. I'm like, dude, you got to do something for me because this starts tomorrow. They announced the first workout today. Like, wow. I need some inflammation to go down. I need to this be able to open use. This is for the open. So he's like, okay, let's see. He was working on me. And he said, we'll start from the hands and move up because before he just went straight to here and then moved down. Well, same thing. After he finished, this was the first time that when he was done, I didn't feel better. I still felt like I'm just aching. I mean, I was bruised all down my tricep because I constantly, I constantly was rubbing it myself or digging into it with a lacrosse ball or making the boys, my, all my guy friends, just rub it. It hurt so bad I would drive. I'd have to put my arm on the, up here. I'd put it on the ceiling. I'd hold it across here. Like, I could not find a comfortable place for it. And because it was not feeling better, right after I left his office, I called, scheduled the MRI, they got me in that day, so I drove over, got that. The next morning, my chiropractor was reading it for me, and <laughs> I was in denial, okay? He basically just starts going into this full conversation of, like, you need to worry. You need to think about your quality of life. You cannot compete this year. And I fully was like, I don't care what you say. Wow. I'm competing. Whatever it is, okay, it's a bulge. And he's like, no, it's like significantly bulging. I'm not a spine doctor, but I, and I can't tell you what my opinion per se, but you need to, you need to rethink if you're going to compete this year. So I immediately sent it to my coaches. One of my coaches is a ears, nose, and throat surgeon, and he's from Louisiana. And so he also sent it to his buddy who's an ortho out there. They started calling and calling and calling to get me in to see um, Dr. Ivan Chang. He's up at Stanford, and he's, like, the spine guy up there for, like, all the 49ers, like, yeah. a lot of athletics. Yeah. And they called every, over and over and over again, and finally his office called, and they got me in for an appointment Monday morning, his very first appointment. And um, Monday at 5, I think, is, like, or four is the last time you can submit your score for workout one. So basically, I had already done the workout. I did it anyways. Wow. It was really crappy. And then I drove over Monday, saw him, and the plan would be that I would do it again if I needed to and get it submitted, depending on what he had to say. And he, like with the MRI up, and he even took it to his colleagues in hopes that they could say, oh, no, we, you know, do this, do this. But it was not good. And he basically just said, he showed, he pointed at it and he said, there's no more room for your spinal cord. Like in that area, there's no more room for it. Mm -hmm. It's being pressed as far as it will go. And so it literally looked like someone was like pinching it in half. And he said, if it decides to herniate anymore, like if it tries to, he's like, you'll have severe permanent damage. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't even go much longer without having it fixed because you can't 
it's like one of those things you just don't know. Like I could trip or yeah. like even though I'd been training and doing all this stuff, like I could do one thing and my body could decide to let it go. And it's like done. There's no real knowing like what would have happened yeah. and it was up so high. Mm. So that was really sad. So did you have the surgery right after or what? No, that was mid-February and we scheduled it. It was for March 31st. Did you keep training? No. So no more training? No upper body. I did other stuff, but I literally stopped like going overhead. And, and using your neck and yeah. Yeah. And I think the realization well, too of like. push-ups and just slamming on the head. <laughs> and like, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like. I had been getting adjusted four days a week, getting my neck popped four days a week. I was, I was snatching, I was clean and jerking. So snatching, not really too big of a deal. There's, you're not bringing any weight to your shoulders, but anything else where I'm bringing weight to my shoulders or hands doing handstand pushups or whatever. I remember wall balls, you know like what a wall ball mm -hmm. is? Prior to this, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't look up because it was so painful. So I'd have to wall ball like this and just guess. Catch it. <laughs> like, catch and it. It's like I would I would do one and like do like a full lean back yeah, to catch it. That's hilarious. So it was. Um, I hated wall balls. Yeah. It's the worst. Wow. So you, got, so you got surgery afterwards about a month later. Yeah. And then what happened? And then it was just the road to recovery basically. So they cut open your throat here. Yeah, they, they cut me here. And then they basically take everything and move it over ah, to the side. It's crazy. And then they took the disc out and then did a, um, a bone graft they put in bone, yeah. cadaver bone. From and where? A, and not mine, cadaver, oh, yeah. Okay. And then a, a plate and four screws. It's crazy. And then it was just, I wore a neck brace for six weeks. I couldn't drive for mm -hmm. six weeks. And for obvious reasons, right? Okay. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't turn my head. Wow. I couldn't move my head for that long. And, um, and this was like a year ago, right? A yeah. Year, a couple months. Yeah. So, and then I basically, a few days after having surgery, the only exercise I could do is like I'd sit on a bike and I could use my legs and then I would do air squats. Yeah. It's pretty much it. Walking lunges. That was it for a long time because they needed that to take. So yeah, of course. it's great, like just like gravity. It's like I couldn't bend at the waist. No. So all my friends had a, they got a real big kick out of like standing behind me and calling my name because I would be like this, <laughs> like full turnaround and um, trying to pick anything up off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full squat. Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fill wow. around on the ground. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And so now you had a pretty good recovery because now you've come back, you've been training hard and you did regionals. How has that been? Do people think you'd be able to come back and start training like this or? I think most people didn't. Mm -hmm. And then some people that maybe don't, didn't know like what had happened maybe look at how I did at regionals is like it, a couple things. And I feel like this is like a very small percentage of people, but they either think that I, all of the other stuff I have going on, like I like business. Yeah. Is holding you back. It's too important. It's distracting you. Yeah. And, um, or they think that, yeah, I'm just not focused enough and I'm just not good enough. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a much smaller percentage of people, but also too like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It does affect me because I don't want it's it. It was very difficult knowing, like what I've gone through, and wanting people to understand. But I can't. Everyone's just not going to understand, and so that was something that I think I really had to deal with, like mentally and like preparing myself mentally for regionals of just knowing that I have to not care what people will think. And you can, oh, it's very easy to like say, I, I, I don't, and I don't want to care, but there's still a piece inside me because I'm a competitor and I, and I love to like help people and, and make people happy. I want to care. Like I, I want you to think of me in a good way. I want you to know that like I've worked my butt off and all I've been doing is training and listening to my surgeons. Like where I was and where I am in my recovery or how I placed at regionals was not a lack of effort, it was not a lack of, of trying or caring or time. It was a lack of time under tension. It was a lack of, it's, that's just where I'm at yeah, at this point in my recovery. And so luckily, I mean, I've got quite the tribe that I really felt their support during regionals, which was quite amazing. I was telling talking to my friend about it the other day of just, like I just hit a, a million followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, which I think is, is very cool. I think that social media totally sucks, to be honest. 
<laughs> Why does it suck for you? I just, not for me, right. just like in general. Uh-huh. Like with anything that's really good, it's equally can be as bad. I just think that it is, it's tough. And like the stuff that I read sometimes that is so unbelievably hurtful, it's really hard. And I think more times than prior to having this amazing platform, I really have to be secure with myself. I think because of all of this and because of the type of person that I am and what I've been through, um, I am more secure with myself than I ever was before, even with more hurtful things being said or really just misunderstood things. Or How are you more secure now? I am much more confident in, in who I am and my body mm-hmm. and what I'm doing, yeah. whereas before. And it's, it's, it's more so I've just had so much mental growth. Yeah. And that's not because anyone else did that for me. It's because I've been through some very tough things the past few years, and I wanted it. I was willing to read the books, to seek the help, to talk to the people. And now it matters a lot for me to, to be vulnerable and to share my story with people and be willing to talk about the things that maybe are really hard to talk about mm-hmm. because the messages that I get on the daily of the men and women and boys and girls that I am affecting and I am helping, that is what yeah. is the most important to me. And that's where I say like social media kind of sucks and it's just because it is equally as bad as it is good, but it's so unbelievably powerful you can be so powerful mm-hmm. and it sucks because there's people that have power that I feel like they shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, based on one, the lack of caring or doing things to affect people in a positive way, the lack of using their, their power or their platform for good. And that could be that they genuinely just don't think about that or they genuinely, they're a little bit lazy on that. And it's people get busy. People have a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes it's hard to remember all the things you want to talk about or all the people you want to help, you know, and when you're being pulled in a million directions. But I do think that if more people used it in a way to spread good and happiness and help people and and be more charitable, we would just be in a much better situation. Yeah, absolutely. Like worldwide. Absolutely. You know, and you can't. You can't make everyone think that way. Yeah. And and that's okay. It's like not everyone is cut out to do certain things, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand now that, like, that is what I have to do, and that is what I'm supposed to do, and that is what I'm doing, which that fuels even when I'm having, like, the worst day or someone has written something very terrible or rude. That can pull me out of ever feeling like this is too much or you know, any sort of negative space. And I'm able to basically just go, I mean, right. that's your opinion. I don't even know you, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do because this million and 40,000 people need me. Yeah. And you've got a very specific body type. Yeah. You're probably, not many women look like you and no. have your physique. You've got like, you're jacked. I feel intimidated being around you because you can lift more than me. And um, has that affected you in terms of your own personal view of yourself, your confidence in the past because you... I've been super built my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I was teased quite a bit, like, growing up. Yeah. So, I mean, you'll understand this, too. It's like, I think naturally 
to protect ourselves as we like go through hardships, we just kind of build walls or ignore things or or um, shut things out or don't think about things to protect ourselves from maybe the insecurities we have or or having to sort of be vulnerable and show them to people. And I think through things that I went through with bullying in school or stuff that had changed the way that I maybe thought about myself, instead of, I really just ignored them for a long time until certain events happened where I couldn't ignore them anymore. Because, like for instance, in 2015, I won my region. I took first in all of California. I had two rookie wins at the CrossFit Games in 2015, and I finished 14th. I got a phone call from Warner Brothers. I ended up auditioning for a movie, ended up being for the Justice League, which also had me um, play a role in Wonder Woman as an Amazon. A lot happened that year, and it was amazing. It It was so much good that was happening, and not because I was chasing that. But it was a natural progression because of who I am. Mm-hmm. And also, I just, I just focused on being the best athlete that I could. I had experiences on both those movies that had me, like, I'm by myself in Europe preparing for the 2016 season. Not only do I still have the same insecurities or the same thoughts that come up, but I had not yet really addressed them or practiced or learned or trained my mind in a way to be able to let them come and go without giving them too much attention, without letting them, like, be a reality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and consume you. Yeah. yeah, so, like, not only had I, in real life, I had been able to train myself in a way where when those things came up, I could really just go. I didn't address them, though, but I could ignore them. And, and the walls I had built up had honestly probably helped me get to a certain point in my career. And... When I was over there, I still have the same insecurities, and now I'm in a whole different group of people and a whole new industry I'd never been a part of, and it was challenging. (laughs) Well, how so? It was challenging to, in a community where I still stick out because of how I look, not just because of my body, just like just the whole me. It was it's just more accepted. Right in my CrossFit community and health, mm-hmm. health and fitness, and yeah, celebrated. It was celebrated, and more understood. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, I'm in a community where I was called because of that, mm-hmm. but in a whole new world where some people don't agree or understand or celebrate. And sometimes for myself inside, I didn't celebrate it. And sometimes I loved it and sometimes I didn't. And now I was in a situation where I would have given anything to sort of fit in. Whereas I constantly tried to tell myself that I loved standing out. And I did. Even though there's sometimes, you know, people can say things or insecurities that might pop up that I'd be like, oh, I wish this was a little bit different. Now I was in a situation where I was very different. Yeah. And I just wanted to have more positive talk coming from other people and I didn't really have anyone to to like lean on over there I was really by myself I got through it and I dealt with it and I really was like you know I'm gonna I get home and I go to competition I go to the 2016 regional and I'm like you know what I was dealing with some injuries physically I had really bad tendonitis in my knee so bad that we stopped me squatting altogether like below parallel six weeks before regionals and I'm like you know I'm gonna have the most the toughest mental game, though. I'm going to be so mentally tough. Yeah. 
Winter Regionals fought like hell. Going into the final event, there were six of us in contention for the final spot for the games. I had to beat two of the girls. I beat one of them, and the other girl I needed to beat won the last event. From what I understand, I was one point away from qualifying. Ooh. All the trolls just came rolling in on social media. Holy cow. They weren't just attacking my appearance anymore. They were attacking, like, my character, my drive, my work ethic. Like, all of these things that was really hard for me to handle and think about. And then also, I'd always had some thoughts, you know, or insecurities or questions about, like, myself internally. I never, like, told people. And so what happened is, like, when you don't tell people and it's just in your own head, you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's probably not real. Like, I'm thinking it's not real. Mm-hmm. But now, all of a sudden, I have all these people saying stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it is real. Like, I didn't, I, I shouldn't have won the region in 2015. I, I, it's a fluke that I went to the CrossFit Games in 2015. Like, how, why was I in a movie? Why would they want me to be in a movie? I don't look feminine. All of these things, like, I'm not coming back. I'm washed up. Like, all these things that they were saying. And I still couldn't grasp the fact that, like, they don't know me. And that there's just people that I swear are getting paid to talk <laughs> to talk crap about. It just broke me down. And it was at a point where, like, I was so anxious and I was so sad and I was so depressed for so long. And I knew that I didn't want to be that way anymore, but I didn't know how to, like, get through it. Yeah. I started, like, trusting some of the people that I work with. And I started just, like, the thoughts I was thinking or... Or like in my in, I'm a total introvert who's like really good at extroverting, <laughs> and so I started talking out loud, like really just like saying things out loud. And a friend of mine was like, you know, you have imposter syndrome. He's like, you're dealing with imposter syndrome, so, which made total sense. Yeah, I think when everyone's you, when, had that. Yeah, and when yeah, that's the thing too. It's like when you look it up, almost anyone who's having success will go through something like that. And it like really talked about like certain women between age this and age that and like that being something you deal with. And from there, honestly, was just at a place where like I had been so vulnerable. I had shown so much of myself through, like they did a road to the games on me that year. And I was so stressed out and I was (laughs) so upset. I had just prepared for the regionals like no one else had. And... I'm so connected with some of those guys with video, like with the cameras. Like I don't, you got me. And like, I feel like that's how I am in general, but I had just had this opportunity to like, I just completely showed myself to the community, to anyone. I was at a place where I needed to, if I wanted to be better, if I wanted to be better than I ever could have been, I needed to work through this stuff. Like, I needed to tear the walls down. Mm -hmm. I think to a certain point, the the walls I had built or the things I had, the lies I had told myself so I could, like, get through a day without thinking negative thoughts about myself probably really helped me get to a certain point. But to become anything more or better or bigger than that, I had to deal with them. And that's kind of what happened. How would you deal with them? Well, I read a book, one, talking to people that I really trusted. The thoughts that I have, instead of just keeping them inside because I'm embarrassed about them, saying them out loud to someone that I trusted so they could, one, when you tell them to a friend and they look at you, they're like, you know how ridiculous that sounds, (laughs) right? 
But then also, too, sometimes you say them out loud to yourself, and you're like, oh, that sounds way dumb. So a lot more of that. And then I read a book from Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Yeah. Literally promote that book to, like, everyone. She's amazing. Yeah. And that was probably the book that really helped me decide how I could start sort of mending things moving forward and realizing that we have, like, all of these moments that you can always just make a change. Like, I'm feeling all these things, and I've been affected by what people have said about me, and I knew that I wanted to feel better and change and and uh, move on and move forward and grow from the experience. But for some reason, it was almost like I was waiting for this moment where it was like, well, now you can. Right. But in reality, it's like you have a million moments. Yeah. Every moment we get to decide. And you just get to make a choice. And that's the challenge. I, f- I meet with a lot of people who don't believe in themselves, yeah. or they don't think they're ready, or they don't think they should be in the position they're at, or they have this imposter syndrome. And every moment, like you said, we have, a, we have an opportunity to decide if we want to continue to tell ourselves negative things or say something positive that we do belong, or we are good enough, or we're here exactly where we need to be at the right time. And a lot of people, I think, struggle with accepting their greatness or accepting the success they're getting. And it always frustrates me why we struggle with that because we should be stepping into it more and more to inspire other people. Mm -hmm. And when we constantly say negative things to ourselves, it just holds us back and holds other people back. But like you said, when we start to talk about it with friends, that's when we realize how stupid or ridiculous it may be. And so sharing these things more with people and not just holding it in is what's gonna help us move forward. So I'm glad you started doing that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it really started to make a difference in one, it's like in relationships, mm-hmm. in in my training. And it really was just me realizing that the only person that was holding me back was myself. Mm-hmm. And really helped me realize that like I don't have to give power. Not only I do not have to give power to my negative thoughts, but I don't have to give power to strangers' thoughts. Like people say dumb stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the way I look or you don't like the way I dress, it still doesn't affect the fact that I'm still going to go and be successful. And I'm still going to go and be the person that I'm supposed to be, even if you don't like me. If I go to a shop and I see a shirt and I like the price, but I think it's really ugly, I'm not going to buy it. That's okay. Someone else might come in and, and they'll buy it. And that's for them. It doesn't mean that you know, I didn't value the fact that it was a shirt that you could wear and it would, you know. Yeah, but you don't need to go online <laughs> and I say, this is an ugly shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but also realizing that, like, someone might come and see me and they might have an opinion or an assumption. It's an assumption. Even if they say it, it may, they say it, it might hurt my feelings. But no matter what they say, it doesn't change what my goal is. It doesn't change what I'm doing. So if it does change those things, it's because I'm allowing it to, because I'm now saying, I'm dwelling on what you had to say about me, when in reality, if I just go like this and I just say, okay, thank you, and walk away, how many more moments do I have ahead of me than trying to relive all these crappy ones that are behind me? And I really just started thinking more along those lines. Like, legitimately, these people don't matter. And what they have to say is not gonna change what I'm doing tomorrow. If I have a job and I've gotta go to work because I need to take care of my family or I've gotta do the X, Y, Z, 
what people think about me will not keep me from doing my job. What it will do is keep me from being a happy person. Regardless whether I listen to them or I don't, I'm going to do my job because these things matter to me and taking care of these people matter to me. Or I need to have money to eat food. I'm going to do that. It's my choice if I want to be a happier person or mm-hmm. an angry person. Yeah. And once someone says something or makes a comment, they're a stranger. They're a stranger forever. So it's my deci- it's my decision if I'm going to if I'm going to believe them, or I'm going to say, I'm happy with who I am. I'm not for everybody, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. What advice do you give to people who focus on other people's words all the time? How do they move past that and not let it affect them? I think it's just, I, I recommend just, it's a practice. It's literally a practice. And I've one thing I've started to do, especially on like social media, or even if it's maybe I'm out in the streets and someone has something mean to say, I will smile. Like, and I've been working with, do you know who uh, Justin Suai is? Mm. So Justin Suai is a, like a sports psychologist, and he works with a lot of MLB yeah. players, and he's been working with me. And something like he was really helping me prepare for the regional because I was already, like weeks leading up, like an emotional, like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like I think that I hadn't quite yet felt things or let myself feel things that were a natural response to what I had been through. And I was starting to feel them. Like I would be completely fine. And then all of a sudden I was like, I could, I could just like start crying. Mm-hmm. My body, I felt anxiety in my body, like not just in my like my heart or my soul or my head. It was like physically in my legs, in my arms. And something he talked about was like every time if I have a worry or a stress, or maybe I have like a negative thought about my own performance or something come into my head, it's like just like smile at it and like and let it go. And I do that, and I do it physically. I, I think about it. I, I remind myself that it doesn't, it really doesn't matter, and we have thoughts all day. We have thoughts all the time, and one of the best things someone told me one day is they said, you know, think of it as like, like okay, the birds, what they say? Birds that fly over your head, we have no control over them, but what we can control is if we let them build a nest in our hair. So it's like we might have these thoughts or people might say some things, but we can just let them go. Mm-hmm. And if we pay attention to them or give them power, that's when it's just going to start like stirring. It's mm-hmm. just going to create problems. So I definitely am practicing it all the time. Practicing celebrating myself a little bit more. I'm not super great at receiving compliments. <laughs> Or talking about myself for the matter. And I think that's also stuff that I dealt with, like with the imposter syndrome type thing. Like, I know that I'm doing a lot of really amazing things and having great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's just like, because I'm a fluke and people are like, for a second, think I'm qualified. It's because I am doing things. It's because I am good at business. It's because I am good with people. It's because I I do work hard for my goals. I do want to help people. I do love making people happy. I love building businesses and working with teams of people that want to be successful and make changes and differences. That's all real. And so I'm getting a lot better at not only letting things go that will only cause grief, even though that grief won't make a difference in if I wake up and get out of bed tomorrow, I might... Like that, and that's the thing too. It's like realizing, well, is that, is that going to change what you do 
tomorrow? Are you still going to get up? Are you still going to get out of bed? Are you still going to go to work? So realize that like, you haven't lost chances to be a better person. You haven't lost chances to love yourself. You haven't lost chances to like be successful because we have all these moments where you literally can just, just do it. Just be the person that you want to be. Just smile at the people that, that walk down the street because you want to be a happy person. You just get to do it. And I, I have this conversation a lot with people with diet because sometimes we fall off the wagon, right? And we have like, we have these big goals, wanting to lose weight or gain muscle or whatever that is. And sometimes we have these moments of weakness. It's realizing that it's okay. And you might have to tell yourself it's okay, like a lot, okay? But it is okay. Let's say I wake up in the morning and I have a cinnamon roll instead of, you know, my eggs, mm, my eggs and bacon. Rolls. Cinnamon rolls are so, so good. So good. <laughs> but instead of like my usual, maybe I usually have like bacon, eggs, cup of coffee, and like a green smoothie or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel really good when I eat like that. Well, this morning I had a cinnamon roll. Maybe I'm still working on relationship with food and I'm still working on a lot of these other insecurities that I have. So at that moment of weakness, I'm just beating myself up. Like, oh my God, I've ruined it. I've ruined it. Because that's what starts to happen. Like inside, it's like, it's over. I had like this great streak growing, you know, it's over, I've ruined it. But in reality, it's like, okay, literally forgive yourself. Yeah. And that was breakfast. So now all we have to do is focus on lunch. Yeah, make it better if we decision. can get to lunch and you can get to a decision where it's this or this and you can say, you can make that better decision, you're golden. So just worry about that one and then when that's over, then we focus on dinner. Mm-hmm. That's how I work with my training. That's how I do a lot of things. I don't try to look too far in advance because I get overwhelmed really yeah. easily. If someone has a lot of weight to lose, if their goal is like lose 100 pounds, I can only imagine, like, even with me with some of my goals, like this recovery, it feels like it's so far away. So far. And it takes so long for you to, like, start seeing a difference that, like, you're naturally are, are motivated to keep going, right? That it'd be super easy to give up or to want to stop. But if you, and I tell people this, if you just focus on all those little moments along the way and ignore what your big goal is, Time goes by yeah. so fast. Yeah. Like a year goes by so unbelievably fast that it will be here before you know it. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. And I completely agree that sometimes if you focus on something that is so far away or does feel so out of reach, you can definitely get too discouraged like before you actually yeah. try to get there. Yeah. How do you train for a workout then to set yourself up to have the best workout you possibly can? What do you think about? Well, I un- first understand that like depending on what I've done the day before or what part, like what moment in that training cycle I'm in, or how I physically feel, mm-hmm. or what I'm going through mentally, or what whatever. There's so many factors that are going to weigh on you. So I accept that my 100% can look different yeah. on different days. And as long as I give my 100%, regardless of what my score is, regardless of what my time was, or regardless of what the weight was, if I give my true 100%, that is how I get better. Because if I'm physically there, I'm mentally there, I'm doing what I can, maybe I'm like, haven't got a lot of sleep, maybe I've been traveling or I'm, or I'm sick. It's not a matter of always having to have the same numbers or always having to have the same time. Your effort, it's just like if when me and you work out together, mm-hmm. the weights, the time, the skills might be different, will look different. But your effort and how it makes you feel is the exact same as how it's gonna make me feel. It might take me a little bit longer in a workout to reach a point where it's like, you can literally tell like, this is when I get better. In the middle of a long run, everyone hits a moment, it's like, I wanna stop. If you can get yourself to not stop when you want to stop, that is when you're getting better. Like, and that's what I tell myself in workouts, when it's just hurting so bad, I'm so tired, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so fatigued, I can't breathe, you know, I want to put this weight down. Every time I hit that point, I try to hang on a little longer. Mm-hmm. And in my head, it's like, that's where I'm making gains. And it's tough because yeah. it takes a lot of effort to so get to hard. that point that you get to make a difference. But And training your mind to push through every time is extremely challenging. I think Muhammad Ali said that he doesn't start counting until it starts to hurt. Mm-hmm. He doesn't start counting the reps. And it's challenging to yeah. break through constantly. Pain, pain. But that's why I always talk about doing something every single day that you are uncomfortable with or that is painful. That's why I think working out helps us train our minds to overcome all the challenges of life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a thousand people leaving you nasty comments on social media or saying something about you or a business partnership not going the way you want it to, but having the mental agility to move through any challenge is what's key, in my, in my opinion, for us to be happy. Yeah. If we don't have that mental agility, we're not gonna stay happy or be able to or be happy in a moment. We're gonna let a moment consume us and build a nest on our head mm-hmm. constantly. 
So that's great. How, how do you push through every time when it hurts? Is it just practice again? It's just thinking one at a time? Yeah, and you know what? There are days that I don't. Yeah. And then that's where it comes in being able to practice that I can, you can be kind to yourself. Understanding that you're going to have good and bad days. Understanding that sometimes you're going to make a decision and it's going to be the wrong one. Yeah. So also knowing that you need to be kind to yourself and know that those moments are going to happen and it's not the end of the world. Then the goal becomes tomorrow, I'm going to make the right decision. <laughs> That's it. Focus yeah. on the next decision. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, what's, the, what's the vision for you moving forward now? You didn't make the games this year, but you've got a lot of businesses that you're running. You're doing movies. You're doing other stuff. What's the rest of this year or the next 12 months vision for you? Yeah, um, just continuing my recovery. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like Before this season, I was like thinking, you know, I don't know. If I'll, if I'll compete again after this year because I love doing other stuff. I love the business. And, and certain people even within that my industry have like been telling me, like, you don't have to compete anymore. Mm-hmm. But I want to. And it's not for other people. It's definitely for me. And it's still a huge part of me. And I think that like training will always be a big part of like me and who I am. I've been super active my whole life. Luckily, with a lot of the businesses that I have going on, I don't do anything on my own, but I'm very strategic about who I do it with. Yeah. And the people that I'm working with and all of the different things I've got going on, they hustle as hard as I do and want those things to be successful just as much as I do. Mm-hmm. So I know that I can, when I'm not there, they are still growing. You know, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get my shoulders checked. I'm probably going to start. I don't really want to do surgery on my torn labrum. So I'm going to look into some other stuff that I can do. And now's the perfect time to do that. Kind of like I'm not upset that I didn't make the games. And I think that's because I really had a big moment where I grew as a person, but as a competitor during regionals. Mm -hmm. Do you almost feel relief that you're not having to train as hard for the games? It's not a relief. It's more so that I'm just okay with it. The relief probably is coming knowing that I still have a couple things that I couldn't address because I wanted to try and have a comeback year. Mm -hmm. And the other things just need more time. So now I just continue into training and we lower my volume for a little bit. And recover. um, And and recover. But it's not, it's going to be a much easier recovery than coming from a spinal fusion, you know? And I feel like I was able to do accomplish a lot this year. And it was a constant physical training and, and um, battle and also mentally mm-hmm. trying to learn to feel emotions and feel feelings without, you know, feeling like I can't feel those or I shouldn't feel them anymore or you know, or they're dumb, or mm-hmm. I shouldn't show them to people, you know, or I shouldn't be upset, I, should, I gotta be positive. You know, instead realizing that I don't have to be happy about where I placed. Yeah. I don't have to be happy about how my first workouts went. But what I can do is decide like, what am I gonna do about it? If something's going bad, it's, it's not making up some making up some lie, thinking like that we can make it way better. Yeah. Or it's also not the opposite of like being so upset that I just like I'm paralyzed and I can't do anything about it. It's saying, well, 
I'm not happy about how event one, two, or three went. I came out of event three. First of all, I've never had more people cheer for me hmm. ever wow. than I did at regionals this weekend. That's cool. And I was in heat one. I mean, what I have heard too is you just don't even hear that in the first heats. You have people that are really there for Way those, until the, last, the yeah. last heat, for those last girls that are kind of in contention. It was insane. Wow, that's cool. And I was so bummed during event three. I just wasn't happy about my placing, but you would never know it because in the moment, all I could think about is keep trying. And I had never felt so much support. Like that was the first time, like for instance, like on social media, you see like your number of fans, right? Uh, I understand that um, I do affect a lot of people in a really great way. I understand that I have a power that is very powerful and I can do a lot of good with it. Yeah, yeah. But until you actually hear it <laughs> or see it. them yeah, yeah. Or, or, or meet them, it's still kind of like it's just social media. Yeah. You know, you don't maybe quite understand like what position you're in. And so that was the first time that it was like, I hear you. And now I really, really know that you all have my back. And it was after that event, I still came off the floor. I was just bummed. I really was just ready for it to be over. My co- one of my coaches came over and he's, his name is Michael Cashew. He owns Brute Strength and he's, uh, he said, what are, you, what are you thinking right now? And I said, honestly, I just, I just want to be done. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so tired yeah. and embarrassed. And embarrassed because it was like I was, Again, it wasn't a lack of trying. It wasn't a lack of training. It was just a, it was a realization of where I am with those skills at this point in my recovery. Yeah. And there wasn't something more I could do. I couldn't suck it up more. I couldn't right. try harder. Like that's just was the reality. And it wasn't something I loved because I've been yeah, I know the feeling. an athlete. I've been at this level, right? And now it's like, I know what that feels like. And I want that. And it's not that I'm not trying to have that. It's just, this is just where I'm at and where my body's at. You know, we talked about how moving forward, there's three more events and the three events that I would be really good at. How this could be a really big defining moment in going into next year, in me as an athlete, as a competitor, in business, in my relationships. And it was just how I chose to use this mm-hmm. weekend. I went out for event four, and it was this great, very fast, painful workout, high intense workout that I knew that I could do really well on. And before that, I almost felt like I didn't even like there was no no real point to like to like try per se and like and to push myself to that really painful limit because it wasn't going to pay off right in the numbers or in the ranking. And so what I was able to do and what I did is changing my mindset from I don't care. I didn't care what I placed on those workouts. I didn't care if I was beating people. If I wasn't, I was going to make sure that physically I was willing to do the best that I possibly could do. And when it hurt, I would tell myself it didn't. And when I wanted to stop, I wouldn't. Because I'm capable mm-hmm. of it. I was, I, I am, I'm capable of, of doing so well on these. 
And so is everyone else, right? But it was like, I didn't care anymore about what my placing was. I didn't care. And, and I had to do that. It was like, it really was. It was that event, that next event of like how I handled that and how I chose to get through it was going to set me up for, because I saw that a whole other day. And that's why I was like, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired of feeling. Like, I didn't want to like feel anymore. And it really turned it around for me. I mean, yeah. I won my heat. Not only was it super emotional for me, my fans, my husband was like, people were like crying in the stands. I'm just moving on from regionals this year. I'm not bummed about how it went. I'm so grateful that I just, I had an opportunity to experience a regional in a way that I never had before, Mm -hmm. which now allows me to relate to more people. Yeah which means I can help more people because now I've lived all these different lives through competition. I've had the surgeries. I've got, I had to sit out. I went and worked my butt off, but I didn't qualify. I am recovering. I did not the best in three, three events, and somehow I was able, I, I worked through it, and I kicked butt on the last three workouts, and I finished at the end, not in like a qualifying spot, but just a happy person. And I've been the person at regionals that finishes better than that, but is so unhappy and let so many outsiders affect me that at the end of it, I was miserable. Yeah. And in the end, that was because I was not yet capable of, of letting that stuff go. Yeah. Right. I was making myself miserable. No one else was making me be miserable in 2016. I was doing it. And I just hadn't, I just hadn't dealt with things or learned from things or created the tools in my toolkit to be able to move through that negative stuff or those ups and downs easier. Sure. And so all these moments are, they're just making me, you know, a stronger person who is way more capable of making a a change or a positive change, which is like what. I think fuels my fire more than anything else. That's great. And making my coaches proud. Like when I, I want that more than, than winning for myself. I want to go out and crush it. So when I come out, I, I've seen the look on my coach's faces when, when I've done that. I've seen it. And like that is what I, mm. like that motivates me. And that is what I crave is like seeing the look in their eyes, the, the, how they're, everything from like their body language to like, what they have to say or, or they, the lack thereof because of how proud they are of what I was able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a huge piece of them because that's, you know, I am a product of many people, but I am a product of them and yeah. a product of myself. And That's cool. Yeah. What's the thing you're most proud of uh, since your surgery? Well, I definitely think that how that just regional, how I conducted myself. Just my energy across the weekend. And then obviously I'm super proud that I qualified for regionals. I mean, I was terrified. You know, the regionals started in February and in December I still couldn't use my hands really. Crazy. So, that, and I was really nervous through the Open. Yeah. I mean, the Open is like a lot of stuff that I'm, I struggle with because of my, my surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I qualified 16th and then I went on to regionals and I think I finished like 28th or something like that, which is great because... Up into event four, I was in like, I think I was in second to last place. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You're I mean, amazing. With that said, my region, the West region, the girls are insanely fit. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. 
you don't find that at all, a lot of regionals. Yeah, it's tough. It was very crazy, but also knowing, like being there and seeing it and and realizing that like everyone is just working so hard made it even better mm. for me to realize that I qualified. Yeah. Not last to get into regionals, 16th. I was fit, I was meant to be there. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this, assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake caliper. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. And at this time, I wasn't meant to go to the games. And these girls deserved it. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. And, like, that's not the end-all be-all. You know? So the journey. I think I'm just so much more in love with being able to be a part of the journey. Yeah. Because last year, not being able to be a part of it at all. A part of something that, like, I work every day for. That's what was really difficult. Really yeah. Out, yeah. A couple final questions for you. This is called The Three Truths. Mm -hmm. And imagine this is your last day many years from now on Earth. And you've done everything you want to do. You've achieved every dream. You've had the relationships you want to have with people. And it's time for you to move on into whatever's next. And for whatever reason, you've got to take everything you've ever created with you. So you've done everything, but no one has access to it anymore. You've got to take it with you. But you have a piece of paper and a pen to write down the three things you know to be true about your life and your experiences. These would be your three lessons that you would share with the world, and this is all the world would have to remember you by. What would you say are your three truths? Oh my gosh. This is what they have to remember me by? Sit. This would be your lessons to the world or the things you know to be true about life. Probably one is going to be you have the power to make a change literally at any moment any day. Mm -hmm. You can choose to be happy or choose to be unhappy. It doesn't mean if you choose to be happy, it doesn't mean you're not going to have unhappy things happen to you. But within your own mindset of being able to work through things or not let outsiders affect you, you know, and it's, it's a constant practice. Yeah. There is no end-all be-all. Like, it's a constant, I'm constantly practicing these things your life will just be so much better and everyone around you will be so much happier. And then also, 
surround yourself with the people that are or live or have the life or have the happiness that you also want. Mm -hmm. And then just worry about what they think. Or, you know, look to them for opinions. That's one thing that I've learned, too, about people that say something that's pretty awful or just outsiders' opinions is, do they look at them, do they have the life that you want? Do they have the job that you're working towards? Do they have the happiness that you want? If they don't, then ignore them because they're not even on the same plane as you. They're here and your trajectory is here. You know, be true to yourself and surround yourself with like-minded people that make you better. Those are great. Powerful. Just a few paragraphs. (laughs) Pick three things, Brooke. All right. (laughs) Three paragraphs. Book. Uh, And a book. (laughs) Exactly. I want to acknowledge you for a moment, Brooke, because you've had an incredible impact on so many people's lives through your recovery. You're already a strong individual, but through you being vulnerable as well is what makes you even stronger and sharing your story, but also just showing up day by day through your recovery and not being perfect and not having it all put together the way you wanted to with your workouts and maybe your life in general, but saying, I'm gonna show up and do the best that I can, it's really making an impact. So I acknowledge you, and I know a lot of people are proud of you. So congrats on everything. Thanks. Where can we connect with you online and anything that you're up to? How can we support? What's the website, yeah. social media? So uh, brookentz.com, mm-hmm. and there are two E's in the middle. People get that confused. There's an E at the end of my name, and then my last name starts with an E. Is my website, I have my YouTube channel, which is just my first name, also hashtag it makes ends. Instagram, Brooke Entz, same thing. Um, I've got a lot of different things I have going on. I work with a lot of really fantastic companies. Paleoethics is a protein sponsor of mine, and we're actually getting ready to launch my own protein, which will be really nice. delicious. And we just launched a skincare company called Athea Skin. So at Athea Skin, which is an anti aging, great natural skincare line for we're really pushing towards people with like an active lifestyle. People just like mm-hmm. that are sweating. And then from there, I have the Naked Program, which is a ebook that we just launched an eight-week ebook for the 99% of people out there that just want to feel confident, be mm-hmm. strong, and make gains. You know, it's it's uh, look good naked. And look it is look good oh, naked. Right. You know, I understand that being competitive and everything is not for everyone, but there is some power in training and moving weight. I'm already getting so many messages of just women that could have a Facebook group, women that you know that are making comments of like, I just took my shirt off for the first time in a workout, wow. not because I'm happy about where I am currently, but I wanted, I was hot and I felt better and I feel more confident and I didn't care about the way I looked anymore. I cared about my performance and making sure that I did the best that I could mm-hmm. or people that have, you know, losing weight and it's amazing. That's so cool. the Naked program, it's an ebook. We're launching a program in a few, in a couple of months. And I think that is it, actually. Trifecta Nutrition. Let me just spit it all go. out. There I've go. got my hands in a lot of things. <laughs> Trifecta Nutrition is, in, is a food delivery service. Oh, nice. It is incredible. Wow. So they do all of my diet, all my food. They're really great, too, about how if you have a month, if you have, like, a subscription or they 
they send to you every week, mm-hmm. but you're going to be out of town. Like I travel a lot. So if I'm going to be somewhere for training, I just give them my new address and they mm-hmm. ship it to my new wow, address nice. so I can have my food where I'm going. That's great. Yeah. Amazing. Are you doing mo- movies as well? Um, More movies? movies. I don't have anything in the works. No, I am not in the new Wonder Woman movie. I think the Amazon portion in that's very small. And uh-huh. I really feel like I'm not against doing movies. I did musical theater until I was in college. I wanted to be on Broadway. That was my thing before CrossFit. Wow. And I like learning and playing new sports. But if something comes up, I am taking acting classes because I want to be prepared. And if something comes up, I definitely am not against looking at it or trying sure, it or sure. doing it. But I do feel like the value in me doing what I'm already doing is so much higher and I can help so many more people mm-hmm. than if I'm just trying to be a small role in a movie. Yeah, of course. That's great. That doesn't mean that, like, you know, I think that the small role, like the movies are, are bad. I just think that whatever I do, I want to make sure it makes me happy and my soul happy, but I really want to keep helping mm-hmm. more and more people. And I, wow. So uh, Marvel or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you want to make that Lady Thor movie, yeah, There know. you go. That'd be great. Right? Be like, ah, yeah. That one or uh, She-Ra. She-Ra and He-Man. That'd be great. Trying to ride a unicorn, you know? It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. Final question for you. It's what's your definition of greatness? Oh, my goodness. Some of these questions, like, I feel like I need to, like, think about this for a while. (laughs) I imagine you've gotten so many different definitions from people. And this is really just on the spot. But I will say, I feel like, for me, at this moment in my life, and this time in my life, my definition of greatness is the ability to allow yourself to be yourself the best version of yourself in that moment in time by... Being vulnerable and recognizing all of the, all the good things that you have going on. And by doing that, you get to, you know, your trajectory is only going to go up even more. And you're going to have the opportunity to make more people smile. You're going to, more people are going to want you to be the person in their, in their circle where they can surround themselves with people that have the happiness or the life or the, the motivation or the determination that motivates them to be that same type of person. And the only way to do that is by first allowing yourself to realize that, that you are that or that, yeah. that you're great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Thanks for having you. me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. You are great, and you need to understand how great you can potentially be once you overcome these limiting beliefs and the conversations in your mind that say you're not good enough, that say you shouldn't be here. You should be here. You're here for a reason. Now it's time to step into it. Again, Billie Jean King said, champions keep playing until they get it right. Just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you're not going to be a champion. You've got to keep playing the game of life. You've got to keep showing up one decision at a time, one workout at a time, one meal at a time, one conversation at a time. Continue to make better decisions for your life and watch your life unfold in a magical way. If you enjoyed this episode, go to the full show notes at lewishouse.com slash 649. Watch the full video interview. We've got it over there. All the other links. 
Again, one of the biggest things that holds us back in our life is doubting ourselves, as allowing the conversation in our mind to control our actions. You have an opportunity right now to make a different decision, to stop doubting yourself and start stepping into your greatness. I love you. I'm so proud of you for the work you're doing on yourself every single day. We're in this together, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of Seventh Generation. Find Seventh Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 